Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. What's up, Coastline? Uh, this is Brian and Erica Nichols. Say what's up, Erica. What's up, Erica? What's up, Erica? <laughs> and we are in part two of a series that we started just last week talking about specifically about marriage. You know, Erica and I, we've celebrated nine years of marriage just a few weeks ago uh, and on the cusp of preparing a young couple that uh, they're currently going through marriage and dealing with some of the, uh, you know, counseling conversations where I said they're going through marriage. Yeah, they're about pre-marriage, ready to get married. Yes. They're going through pre-marriage counseling. And uh, based off of this uh, COVID-19 stuff that's going on, we're here and there's lots of couples that are struggling in their marriage. And so we're using this as an opportunity to kind of talk and uh, give some advice and some strategies and how you can do marriage successful, right? Yes. What did I miss in that introduction? I don't think you missed anything. All right. Well, so with that, if you are tuning in, I want to say thanks for listening um, and taking the time out and obviously give a little bit of a forewarning to let you know that we're not professional counselors. No. We love people. We want to help people. Uh, but uh, if you are in the, the midst of crisis in your own marriage, um, we suggest professional counseling, right? Which yes. is incredibly helpful. Who do we point everyone to here in our neck of the woods. Yes. So our ministry partners and good friends at Open Doors Counseling Network, they have offices located in four different locations around Volusia County. Um, most of you are probably listening in the New Smyrna Beach area. There is an office here called the Wellspring, and there's also one in Port Orange. But the best thing about Open Doors Counseling Network is they provide professional, affordable, and Christian counseling. And so they are trained professionals there that are ready to help you. They're there as a resource, um, and it's really their pleasure and honor to serve you. So, um, you know, every, every, if you don't know this about counseling, it is confidential. So you don't have they're they're not going to tell anybody about, you know, what you say in there. And they're just going to give you tools to help you, uh, move forward in your relationship, whether it's marriage counseling, pre-marriage counseling, or just an individual basis. They work on a sliding scale. So um, their whole mission is to make counseling affordable for everyone. And um, something exciting that they just went through was a they did a fundraiser in which they're able to offer 750 free counseling sessions, um, specifically for those who have lost their job or been furloughed during the COVID crisis. So if that applies to you, please give them a call. You can just Google Open Doors Counseling Network and um, they would love to help you. Yeah, and if at any point in all of this you get questions about what we talked about, um, you can feel free to shoot us both an email. Uh, my email is brianbryan at coastlinensb.com, and Erica's is Erica, E-R-I-C-A. Yes, with a C. Um, so, but anyways, with that, uh, we're part two of the series on marriage. Um, you know, last week we talked about uh, conflict resolution, yes. right, and how that a lack of conflict resolution is the number one cause of divorce. The three area, three three other areas that we are going to uh, talk about for the next three parts of this 
kind of stem out of that. They're the the next three leading uh, options are, I guess, uh, areas that cause tension in a, in a relationship with a husband and a wife and can lead to a lack of conflict resolution. And so those areas are uh, children, uh, money, and sex. And yes. so today we're, we're going to talk about kids for a little bit. And as we're saying that, uh, we're in the middle of this, you know, um, what do you call it? Social distancing and quarantining. And we're in the house with our kids because kids are out of school and we've got a a three-year-old and a five-year-old. And so if at some point during this, you hear a kid bust in the door and yell something, don't don't hold it against us. We're trying hard. Um, And there might be a chance that a kid has a bathroom issue or something (laughs) in the meantime. So um, but anyway, so with that, children are, um, whether it's uh, the abundance of or lack thereof, when it comes to a, a relationship, it can lead to stress and tension. So uh, we want to talk just for the next few minutes about, you know, ways to combat that a little bit. So with that, uh, what are the areas of stress and tension in when it comes to children? So we have different stages of life. Everyone is in here listening to this podcast. So we're going to kind of just go for a natural progression. So say you're married and you don't have kids yet. Um, What does life look like pre-kids and getting ready for children? Um, How to prepare for that? And so what we would normally talk about in a pre-marriage counseling session for people without kids, um, you know, we would kind of give them some advice, some homework and to talk amongst themselves like, do you want kids? Um, This is an important topic to bring up before you get married um, because we know people that, you know, they don't really talk about it and they get into it and then they have um, expectations of having children and the other person doesn't reciprocate and then there's an issue. So, you know, talking with your spouse or, you know, your, your fiance, do we want kids? How many kids do we want? Timeline. A timeline of when to have kids. Um, because to leave that to chance is probably not the, the best thing. I mean, you, to each his own. But, uh, you know, if uh, what's that saying? Like, if you go in without a plan, like, I mean, be prepared for that. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I remember before we had kids is we looked at other people and how they parented their kids. And remember, I remember being very judgy. Yes. Right, because we were like, oh, we will never do that I with our kids. I will never give my kids a phone at a restaurant. Give them an iPad. Oh my <laughs> goodness, are you kidding me? My kids are going to be so well behaved. And how's that going for us? Yeah, we give them yeah. iPads and iPhones and whatever they want. And so it's <laughs> it's it's um, conversation to be had and understand that uh, you know some if you're at that point where you're looking at other families and you're judging them or you're trying to get a plan or whatever an idea for the future with it. Man, know that, um, you know, there's, unless it's harm to the children, there's no wrong way of parenting. The way I parent, and the, or the way Eric and I parent, and the way our neighbors parent, uh, and the way our other friends parent are all different. Yeah. And, not, you know, we don't look at each other and judge. We just figure out, you got to figure out what's the way you're going to parent um, and decide on it and be in unity together. And so for Eric and I, when it comes to parenting our kids, uh, we, think it's incredibly important and so we you know come up with a game plan we figured out from the beginning what we're going to do how many kids we're going to have what type of parents we're going to be and we for the most part try to stick to our guns on that 
So really being on the same page is important. So um, talk about how many kids you desire to have, like Brian said, what your discipline style is, um, what you're comfortable doing. And of course, you know, this is all of it is a plan. Like we said, we can't really judge whether that's really going to work with your child. We have one very strong-willed child and one very calm child, so we have to parent them in very different ways. But having a conversation, being open with your spouse or your spouse-to-be is really important. Um, you know, what what do you expect out of your spouse when it comes to parenting? You know, are you expecting the person to change all the diapers? Are you expecting them to get up in the middle of the night with the kids? So really having open communication is really important before you, you have kids. You're saying out of a little bit of uh because we did not have that conversation before ours correct and we definitely should have right right so i probably had some expectations on you i'm gonna admit that i was a terrible father when it came to changing diapers yeah i think brian can count on one hand how many times probably he's changed the diaper that's being extreme but close to it. but every time if i was gone somewhere which really wasn't like that many places he would call me and be so mad when are you coming home and i'm like why is he so mad i've been gone for like 20 minutes and then he would be like well ben pooped and now i have to change it so uh and then he would be like mad at me for like an hour after that clean a fish no worries i would gut a deer if i had i would do whatever but there's something about other people's and I understand there are kids. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to change them either. We should have had that conversation beforehand, yes, right? Because I probably Set had expectation some level. expectations that were not met, yeah. you know, just because there wasn't clear communication. Yeah, and then, you know, the other expectation of my... And so they were clear, like on these, we've... On all the issues that we've had, we've tried to find middle ground, right? There's yes. got to be compromise. You know, so my expectations were not met either where I thought, you know, I was marrying Mary Poppins who was going to, you know, do everything on her own and just kill it, which you are killing as a mom. I am not, we don't, I definitely don't want to get in a fight on a podcast, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, so it was one of those things where it's like, you got to have the conversations beforehand, find the middle ground and be in it together. Right. Cause it's team over everything else. Right. So you and I, um, you know, we reference back to in the beginning the whole idea of unity. You know, two will become one. You and I look at everything, every obstacle we meet in life, and we think uh, it's you and I versus the world. Yeah, it's the same thing with our kids, right? It's not necessarily you and I versus our kids, but versing versus the the difficulty and obstacles of parenting. We're going to try to come together yeah, in has agreement. To, yeah, yeah, has to be done together. So, anything else? If you're if you're sitting there thinking about having kids, or if you're you might be listening to this and you're uh, you know, talking with your fiance or whatever you guys are trying to plan. Is there anything else that we miss when it comes to kids? No, I don't think so. Okay. And there is no science into if you can have all boys or all girls. People, no. Whatever people Some people tell say you, that, but who knows? I'll tell you right now, that's not the case. So, uh, just, so the next uh, step would be if you're... Go ahead. Were you oh, gonna I was just going to say be ready to pray a lot Dude, before you have kids. Kids will bring <laughs> you closer to Christ for sure. They are joy sometimes. Yeah. And when those times happen, they are a great joy. Um, but yeah, they'll bring you to your knees one way or another. They praying sure will. Or, or with tears. So, yep. A um, lot of both. A lot of both. And then so the next stage in life would be, you know, what, like newlyweds or maybe just having. 
I w- yeah, I would right. say having kids, being in a season of raising kids. Yep. Um, you know, I heard some great podcasts. Um, one time it was actually a sermon series from Andy Stanley, the great Andy Stanley. And he was talking about the seasons, parenting through seasons with your kids. And this is sort of where we are in a three to five year old. This is the grinding season. Like, yeah. I mean, he called it something different. But basically, this is like you're in the trenches every day, all day. You know, um, so there are different seasons of parenting for sure. Uh, for us, you know, we're here. We're in the three to five range. I was talking to a lady uh, out by the pool the other day, and she said, you know, I told her that we were having difficulties with our, our eldest. And she said, how old are they? And I told her, you know, she's five years old. And she laughed because she said, oh, yeah, wait till she's 15. Yeah. You know, it's a whole different a whole different world. Yeah. So these are really the discipline years. Um, I think that's what Andy Stanley called it. But yeah. these are the discipline years where you're really, you know, just teaching them the rights and the wrongs of the world. How many times do we have to say, don't choke your brother or don't punch your sister <laughs> or whatever, you know, I feel like I say on the repeat. But you're really like instilling them the right and wrong. And then when you get into teenage years, you yep. know, this is when you can kind of shift into like, you know, yeah. friend, but not a friend. Of course, you're still a parent, but. Yep you know, you can shift roles a little bit. Yeah. So I would say the biggest uh, tool in your, you know, toolbox for when it comes to parenting this way is consistency, you know, Uh, because if you're not consistent, you know, the, the those kids are going to learn it. They're going to understand. They're going to find, man, they will test every weakness that we have as parents. You know, they'll play us off of each other. Um, you know, I, I remember late, uh, or not lately, I, something's happened lately is I realized that one of the things I've taught the kids is, like, you don't have to really do what dad says until he gets to three, right? right. And so I got frustrated because I'm like, man, these kids, they don't, even, they don't do what I want them to do. Uh, and I, I, until I say one, two, three, and I remember listening to another podcast and the guy was talking about parenting. He said, why are you, why even count? Like, why do that? Like, that's not, you've taught your kids that like, they don't really have to uh, listen or pay attention until three, three. So, I mean, especially while they're young, they're such an impressionable age. This is a great time to instill disciplines into them. And when, when we say discipline, it's not about like, uh, you know, putting them in timeout or spanking them or whatever, but this is the time in which they are most, um, pliable and easily mm-hmm. molded and so you know the bible says tramp a, ch- a child in the way they should go and when they're where they grow they will not uh, soon depart from it you know and so uh you know these are definitely the times to be coming together in unity and yeah and i want to talk about you know as this regards to marriage um and being with your spouse we've seen in the past and know a lot of people that take their kids once they have kids Uh, especially women, and I don't, and uh, you know, I'm not trying to call out the women, but this happens a lot with women where they kind of put their kids above uh, their spouse's needs. And so um, I just want to encourage you to always put your spouse first, you know, in a relationship, even though the kids are needing your attention more and more and more. Yeah. Um, You know, the truth is my kids, I am their primary caretaker. You know, I take care of them all day long. So when Brian comes home, I don't want to take care of Brian. I don't want to necessarily do the things that he needs. But it's very important for a healthy marriage to continue to put your spouse 
before your kids because if you and your spouse are not united, if you're not on the same page, then it doesn't matter. You know, I've always strived to show my kids how to have, I'd rather show them a healthy marriage, what a healthy mm-hmm. marriage looks like than anything else. Yeah. Well, because if you don't put each other first, then what it can turn into or what you're sa- trying to safeguard by putting each other first, not just putting your children first, is you're trying to create it where you, the kids aren't actually a, a uh, what's the word, a, a, a peak point of separation. Right. Because it can actually get to a point where there's so much frustration about this that that's where division happens. And that, the idea of two becoming one um, are, you know, is, is, is separate into, uh, me and her and our kids type thing. And that shouldn't, that shouldn't be the case. And so it's not so much that like, um, you know, there, there's many times where we as each other choose to, you know, not do something for ourselves or whatever, because we love our kids and we want to help our right. kids. That's not, you know, that's, but the choice always comes to, the both of us first, where we're going to uh, make sure that we are in unity and doing parenting as a team before anything else. Mm-hmm. So what's the next stage? So the next stage, this may or may not apply to everyone, um, but I know it applies to a lot of people, and that would be parenting as a step parent. Yeah, so uh, what, what do you call these blended families? Yeah, blended families. This one is word an area where I actually don't have a, a lot of insight because... You know, my parents are, you know, together for, you know, 35, 35, 36 years now or something like that. Um, But, you know, Erica is definitely the flip side of that because uh, your parents, I I think they split up when you were three, three years Mm -hmm. old. So it's Ben's age So my whole life I've been through five step parents. Um, So I am kind of uh, experienced in not necessarily, obviously I've never been a step parent, but I've had lots of step parents and... I want to tell you that if you are a step parent to a child, um, the best advice that I could give you, I obviously had five of them. So I had lots of different, um, different characters and experiences and different people, but the people that I connected with the most and had the most successful and healthy relationship were the parents, the step parents that were just my friend. I think that's really important. You yeah. don't need to be their parent. They have a parent. Um, and just be their friend. Be their advocate. Be on their side. Um, it's hard on the kids. And I know it's hard on you as a step-parent because here is a child that may or may not be with you all the time. Maybe you get them on the weekends. Or maybe they live with you full-time. And it's difficult because they're not your kid, but you're trying to set boundaries. You're trying to set rules and disciplines. But really let their parent be the parent and you just be their friend. Yeah. And, and I think it, this goes back to what we were talking about before as uh, with the previous step of making sure to choose your spouse first. Yes. Right? That was and the so, next thing I was going to say. So if you are a step parent, you know, be a support system in that situation to your spouse. Yes. Like that's your first. I mean, that's you've married that person. That's the person that you're you're committed to. Um, you know, and so support, and if there's a way that they want you to support, then, you know, try to do that. But, you know, I think that's, uh, not coming from that experience, I can see how that would be helpful. The the friend aspect, not just another parent aspect. Right. It's difficult. You know, it's a hard situation for everyone involved. And, but again, communicate with your spouse. Do you have any advice for if you, you know, that was from the perspective of I'm a step parent. 
Like, what about if you're not the step parent, but you're married to the step parent? Like, what's the what's the vice in that? Is it just? Yeah, I would say clear communication. You know, yeah. set boundaries. What is it that you're comfortable with your spouse saying and disciplining your child? You know, what are the things that you're comfortable with them? You know, communication is paramount in that. So important. Yeah. Talk about what you're comfortable with. Maybe you're not comfortable with your spouse disciplining your child or, you know, speaking into their life or giving them advice when they're a teenager or whatever. You know, always come at it together. There's probably also a conversation to be had where you need to have that conversation with the other parent as well. Yes. So if you're going to bring someone else into your kids' lives, like, you know, and I... It's awkward. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. It's awkward, but the greatest gift my parents ever gave me was that they continued to be friends after I got divorced. They got even right even now. They're now they're friends. They they come to church. They come to church and they sit with each other. And my mom's remarried. My dad's remarried. So um, you know they understand that they're in this. They were in it together to raise me, and they did a great job of parenting. And putting their emotions aside. Yeah. Um, and I know it's not easy for everyone. Not at all. And I, I have told them this, you know, since I became an adult and realized like how difficult it really is. But sit down as a as a pseudo family and talk about your parenting goals with one another because you can only help each other and your children. Yeah. Um I can't yeah, I can't imagine what um you know, those families are going through. I mean, like, I, I don't even want to, you know, try to put myself in that, in that same position or whatever, or try to like even hypothetically think of what that would look like with our, with our family. Um, I would understand it definitely as messy and multifaceted. And emotional. And I, I know if you're going through that right now and you're struggling, like, I don't think there's an easy way to go through it. So no. norm, make sure you understand you're normal if you're struggling because I don't think that's an easy feat. And, like, it's okay to talk to somebody about it. You yes. know, go seek a counselor or, you know, uh, I'm sure with Erica's experience, she would love to talk to you and be able to help out what she can. Uh, but you're not alone. You're not alone in this. No. So the last aspect of, you know, if we're going through these age ranges or we're going through these, you know, chapters of life you know Mm -hmm. um the last one is probably when your kids are grown right and when you're an empty nester maybe out of the house um we are not to that point yet no we're long from that yeah Yeah. we got a couple years ahead of us (laughs) how many years actually i don't know at least like 18 at least 15 well if he if he goes to well then kids are in college but if he goes to college at 18 we get 15 years right yeah that's pretty serious. Will yeah. our mortgage be paid off by then? Yeah. That would be crazy. But um, anyways, the you know empty nester syndrome, right? I cannot tell you how many how many people that we counsel or we talk to or struggle, they're struggling in their marriage, and they're at that age range. Yeah. You know, they're it's at that point where it's like the kids are out of they've been out of the house for a year, a couple they've years. They survived getting their kids. Raised. Yeah, yeah, and now it's like you look at that person, and you're like, I, I don't now know if I want to be in the house. Who with that are person. you? Yeah, there's I think no, that happens there's so no much. buffer of these kids anymore. Right, and there's uh, no protection. We're out. Yeah, you know, type thing, and, and it's mutual. Like I don't, I mean, most of the time I don't, I don't see it as it's like one person or the other. You know, 
Why is that though? Why does that happen? I think it goes back to what we first talked about when you have kids. Are you putting your spouse first? You have to constantly and you know, uh, learn about your spouse, do fun things together, adventure together, because when the kids are gone, it's just going to be you and your spouse. You know, you don't have, like Brian said, the buffer of the kids and you have to kind of work together towards a goal. You know, I have, we have some really good friends that they, I feel like they've done a really good job at the empty nester season where they go on these fishing dates all the time, you know, and it's like the, you know, that's their thing. They found fishing as their thing adventure together. Well, I would bet if they were, we should have had them on that. We should have, but maybe in the future. Yeah. They would tell you that that's not something they do now. That's something that they've always done. Right. Right. So they have always made sure to take breaks and to, date yeah. and you know they go on these little hangouts together regularly without their kids um you know and and they've somehow mastered the i'm sure they've had tons of issues as well just of like else but they've they figured out that like hey dating and being in being unified and coming together as one is important and it's what allowed them to continue to do life the way life is now. You know, they have, they're having a blast. Yeah, they're enjoying this season. Yeah, and so, you know, for... I'm already looking forward to the season. <laughs> 15 years, man. I can't, if I can just make it the next Countdown's on. So, kids are going to go to community college or something. With this. What the heck? Um, but yeah, so, you know, date night is important. And as much as we love our, I love my kids. There's nothing I wouldn't give. I would give for my kids. Uh, but you know what? My kids are going to grow up and they're going to go and they're going to meet someone that they're going to become one with and they're going to have kids. And that's way longer. Time <laughs> I just got really have. emotional about yeah. that. Yeah. But I don't me, know why. you and me, baby, that's, I mean, that's it. It's it, us. Yeah. You, you ever want to want to leave me pack my bags because I'm coming with you you know we're we're the two will be one and and we need to make sure that uh, you know above all else we're yeah I have a I have a a, a friend who they're that oldest. sounds like a lie by the way it sounds <laughs> like oh, I'm gonna tell you they're sure that we've had no, no 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 it's not us um but she her um she's got three kids and her oldest is probably seven and you know they've had a lot of marriage issues. And I asked her, well, like, when do you guys date? And she said, we've never gone out on a date since their seven-year-old had been born. Yeah. And they wonder why they don't, you know, yeah, are having issues. Yeah. That that can't be an option. Hire a babysitter and go drive it's around worth to it. go to Target it's worth or something. It. I, you know, target date like, nights are my favorite. Like, oh, date money's night. tough right now. I'm gonna tell you, like, it's worth the it's investment. A lot, a lot more expensive going through divorce and trying to figure out all that crap. And the later expense on. of your kids' emotions. Yeah, it's not worth it, man. No. So, you know, my advice to you guys would be: go to date night, do life together as one. Kids are not the first priority. Your spouse needs to be your first priority, um, and and parent together. You know, as a team. Um, yeah, I would say it, the the experience that we've had so far has not been perfect. No. But one thing we realized along the way is we're going to continue to better ourselves the whole time. And so we try to be better parents today than we were yesterday. We try to be better um, as a spouses, team, spouses yeah. with one another, as better than we were yesterday. 
we keep working on it. And uh, that sounds tiring, but it's I, it's not as part of the adventure. You know, the idea of uh, getting to know one another more and more uh, intimately and each day mm-hmm. is it is an adventure. You know, that's part of the adventure. I think, you know. Uh, as if I put my pastor hat on, that's part of like what Christ wants with us, right? right? He wants he wants us to find out more about Him every day. He wants us to grow in our relationship, and so the same thing should be true for us as as parents and as spouses. Um, Take those sacrifices of, you know, Brian uh, enjoys things that I don't enjoy, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna take one for the team, and I'm gonna go out and sit and fish in the blazing hot Florida heat <laughs> in the middle of August for my birthday. Yep. You know, that yep. was my birthday present yep. last year from him. But, you know, that's okay because it was a memory made together. Yep. Um, it wasn't my first choice, but I'm going to do things that fill his heart and and he will uh, begrudgingly walk around Target with me oh, every I, now I'm and then. I actually really as... stopped asking you because it really just takes my joy away too. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as good as that as you are, but but it's uh, important if he does yeah, do other to, things. Go that, to Target and uh, you know walk around with the kids and we have fun. try not to ask your wife when you're going to be getting out of there. Yeah. So, what do you need? What What is it yeah. that you need? What are we? We are on a mission. What are we right? here for? Can we get in? And get out? <laughs> no, that's not how it is. But date your spouse. Find fun things. Put your kids second and each other first. Sweet. So if you need help with. Uh, parenting, anything except for babysitting. No, uh, we're you not can available call for us. babysitting. <laughs> we are full-time parents, and we love you, and we will give you advice to go on dates, but we're probably not going to watch your kids for you. No, but you can come um, watch ours if you want. We, can't, we couldn't survive that. <laughs> but uh, we're praying for you. If you need some help, please reach out to us or reach out to Port Orange Counseling Center. We would. Uh, we, we think they're just fantastic, and they're doing a great job. Um, and uh, we would challenge you to let you know that, man, we think you can get through it. We know you can make it. Um, keep praying, uh, keep dating, and uh, be in unity. Two will become one. Be one together. So we love you guys so much. Hope you have a great rest of your week. This and has been a Coastline podcast. Yes, and the best is yet to come. Amen. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.